Big news, really big news. Our next Right Response Conference is in the works. We've got a number of things already lined up and organized. This is what we've got so far. The whole conference, three days long on post-millennialism and theonomy. And the speakers, Dr. James White, Dr. Joseph Boot, Gary DeMar, and of course, yours truly, Pastor Joel Webbin. We've got a great lineup. We've got great topics. If you want to find out dates and location and registration and anything else, go and visit our website, rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. Our, our, our primary strategic defense against apostasy, falling away from the living God because of an evil and unbelieving heart. What's the primary shield that God has given to us to guard against that, to ensure that we don't fall away? that we persevere to the end and receive the crown of life. What's the primary means? Exhorting one another every day as long as it is called today. And where do we see in the very same letter, the very same author use that very same language of exhorting one another as long as it is called today? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So the theological argument is simply this. Many sadly fall away. Apostasy is a real, it's a real thing. And every single one of us should be diligent to guard against it. What's the primary means of guarding against apostasy for ourselves and for others, other professing Christians in our invisible church that we're responsible to hold accountable? What's the primary, apostasy is real, what's the primary way that we can be diligent to guard ourselves and others that we love from apostasy, from falling away from the living God? Exhorting them, exhorting one another, stirring one another up, encouraging one another especially even more so as we get closer to the end. And what's the primary place, context, where we do this? Not neglecting the gathering. And what is unique about the gathering? Revelation 1 and Matthew chapter 18. Jesus is there. Uniquely there. Jesus is not in your car as you're listening to worship music the way that he is here right now. He is not in your home even with family worship, as important as that is. Jesus is not in your home with family worship in the same way or to the same degree that he is here right now. Jesus has promised, he has promised to be uniquely present, spiritually present with power and authority when two or three gather in his name, Matthew 18. And not only present uniquely with authority, Matthew 18, but also to provide for us a word, a double-edged sword that proceeds not just from the gospel minister, the star's mouth, but from the son of man's mouth himself, as the son of man is holding his right hand, sustaining the gospel minister, that when the people of God gather together, the saints on the Lord's day, Jesus is uniquely present, he's present with power, he's present with authority, and he is present to nourish his people with the bread of life, which is every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There is a double-edged sword, a word that proceeds from Christ's mouth who is God. So the last thing is this. Remember, 
What does Jesus say when he's tempted in the wilderness? Satan comes and tempts him. He's been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And he says, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread and eat. Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This book is word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And we should be diligent to read it, to memorize it, and to meditate on it day and night, seven days a week, privately in our homes, as families in our homes, and as we gather together on the first day of the week as the church. We live by this, not bread alone, but by spiritual bread, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But it's worth noting that for approximately 15 to 1600 years, God sustained his people around the globe without a Bible in their homes. Lest we forget William Tyndale. Lest we forget those men who gave their lives and were burned at the stake to translate the word of God into the vulgar tongue, meaning the common language, whether it be Luther with the German tongue or Tyndale or others in the English tongue. That was not that long ago. In the course of human history, in the course of church history of 2,000 years, people having a Bible in their home, that's a blip on the map. That's the minority report. So how did God, if man does not live by bread alone, physical bread, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, but nobody had the word that comes from the mouth of God, how did he sustain his people for 1,500 years? The word preached in the church as the saints gather on the Lord's day. For 1,500 years, God sustained his people not by personal quiet times, but through corporate worship. I'll say that again. For 1,500 years, God did not sustain his people through personal quiet times and reading the Bible in private devotions. It wasn't an option. He sustained his people through the Bible preached on the Lord's day when the saints gather together and Christ is uniquely present. That's how he sustained the church. Is it a massive blessing that we should be diligent to take advantage of, that we have the word of God on our shelves at home? Yes. Read it. Meditate on it day and night. Read it to your children when they rise in the morning, when they go to sleep in the evening. My, my oldest daughter, even my middle daughter, have more scripture memorized than most Christian adults that I know. So yes, take advantage of the Bible. But don't think that the word preached is not special and unique. There is a difference in reading the word of God in your quiet time versus Jesus holding the gospel minister in his right hand and the sword proceeding from Christ's mouth, not just the minister's, but Christ's mouth as he is in the midst, that is uniquely present with the lampstands on the Lord's day, that is the church. That's Revelation 1. Revelation 1. That the lampstands of the churches, Jesus is present with his churches on the Lord's day, holding gospel ministers, and something is happening from Christ to his people. And it is a word, a double-edged sword, the word. And that is what we live by. 
So we live not merely by physical bread alone, but we live by the word in our private practices of piety. Yes and amen. But we also live by the word as it is preached to us on the Christian Sabbath, knowing that Christ is uniquely present there and that Christ has used that means of grace primarily to sustain his people in all different places for 1,500 years meaning it's a big deal. And he sustains us and protects us and guards us in this way from what? An evil and unbelieving heart that would cause us to fall away from the living God. This is the primary means by which God preserves his people from apostasy. Big news, really big news. Our next Right Response Conference is in the works. We've got a number of things already lined up and organized. This is what we've got so far. The whole conference, three days long, on postmillennialism and theonomy. And the speakers, Dr. James White, Dr. Joseph Boot, Gary DeMar, and of course yours truly, Pastor Joel Webbin. We've got a great lineup. We've got great topics. If you want to find out dates and location and registration and anything else, go and visit our website, rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com. Thanks so much for listening, but real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.